man sitting next to her reportedly rubbed her breast with his elbow. I've been getting elbow tit for years. I used to get it off my sister when we drive down to Florida in a station wagon. Yeah. Yeah, your, your dad goes around a, a sharp turn, you get some fucking elbow tit. I don't care. She had a C cup at 14, like, I'm not going to get elbow tit. From smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Elbow tit's been going on for a long time. It's not a crime. Yeah. If you do it in... A flag-burning group of like protesters have their protest protested by a group of angry bikers and ex-Marines who came to rain on the small group of haters. Uh, a group called Disarm the NYPD promoted their upcoming demonstration on social media, saying they intended to burn American and Confederate flags to protest, quote, America's long history of institutionalized racism and murderous violence against black people. Uh, joining me now, Jim Florentine. Hey, Jim. Now, uh, why, why do you suppose everybody is so against racism? So against racism? Yeah. Well, probably because they want to um, they want to keep their job, <laughs> and that's the only reason. Because they really go back to their house and they tell you what they really feel. Yeah. You know, it's the black woman, it's the white woman, middle-aged soccer mom that's walking out of the Home Depot and there's a black guy behind her walking and she thinks she's going to get mugged. Yeah. So she fucking runs to her car and as soon as she gets in, she hits the buttons, hits the lock buttons. Trying to keep the black guy out. Yeah. Keep the, because I don't know, he might jump me, right? Goes home, oh my God, this neighborhood is falling to pieces. We got to move out of here. This black guy, he was so menacing. I thought he was going to, I was so nervous. I was going to call, I was going to call 911, right? All of this. <laughs> And then by the time she, she tells her husband that, anyone at the barbecue that weekend, oh my God, we got to get out of this neighborhood. Why are those people moving in? And then by Monday morning, oh my God, there's some crazy people that hang out at Home Depot. This guy followed me out to the car. Really? Yeah. What did he look like? I was just, he was just crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> all, of a turn, all of a sudden, it turns in the nap because she can never say it was a menacing black guy who she, you know, exactly. prejudged. And maybe the guy was just rushing to get to, get to his car so he didn't get home. And her favorite actress is, is Halle Berry. Of course, yeah, Holly, yeah, all that bullshit. So that's why you even see it in comedy clubs. You know, as as a comic, uh, group, uh, the group, uh, these guys. Uh, to me, they always go far. You know, uh, one thing you don't want to protest uh, is, uh, to me, uh, you know, freedom, right? And that's what the flag stands for. I guess it stands also for the freedom to burn it. Uh, but burning the Confederate flag. Yeah, I mean, you know. Whatever. Look, a flag means whatever the fuck it means to somebody. Who cares? You yeah. know, some people take it this way. Some people take it that way. I never had a problem with people burning the American flag when you see over in, in the Middle East. I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> doesn't offend me. They don't like us. I have, I know why they don't like us. Now they're burning actual humans. Yeah, we, we yeah they burn humans. Yeah, we've been bombing them for years, <laughs> dropping bombs on their fucking villages. I, they, they can burn a flag. It's okay. Yeah. And we just go, oops, I, I, uh, sorry, mistake. We thought there was, that guy was, an Al-Qaeda guy was in your house. Sorry. <laughs> We blow up a family of fucking 30 kids eating dinner. Yeah. But, you know, uh, in defense of the government, that's what terrorists do. They hide amongst the kids. They, they have a family they use as a, as a shield, a human shield. Uh, and uh, But these people also had a human shield called the NYPD. They're protesting the NYPD. And then uh, who shows up but a bunch of bikers? Uh, they were outnumbered by the counter-protesters. They chased the flag-burning anarchists away, calling them cowards, pulled the burning flag from the flames. They showed up to a flag-burning with water guns. <laughs> <laughs> It's just irony at its best. Uh, police are forced to participate in that moment of, of perfect irony, uh, protecting the group that was calling for their disarmament. Beautiful. 
uh, one flags. Uh, you know, and to me, like, look, I mean, I don't know what they're supposed to do. The cops have to do their job. They're going to say, oh, no, no, we got this. You know? Right. They're about to get murdered. Um, one of them said this. We, we must keep in mind the Confederacy only lasted four years between the years of 1776 and 1861. Uh, and then slavery was upheld by the United States of America, not the Confederacy. In the years following the war, Jim Crow, segregation, the extreme expansion of the prison industrial complex were all upheld by the United States of America, not the Confederacy. Big issues for, yeah. a, for a little Fourth of July flag burning. Yeah, it's, you know, everyone probably can't wait for the fucking hot dog guy. <laughs> See how many he can eat, so yeah. you know because that's a, that's America. They don't want to deal with any kind of issues. Joey uh, Chestnut. Yeah, they just want to. Yeah, they, I, I was driving in today on the news that was like the headline of uh, uh, Winds Ten Ten was the first one. Is the hot dog thing going to be? There's going to be rain tomorrow. Is it going to affect the hot dog eating oh, for contest? For Christ's sake, let's hope not. You know, so just push that to the side. Don't deal with the real issue. Yeah, well, <laughs> if anybody shows up in this hot dog, hot dog eating contest uh, trying to start some shit, then uh, you know they they deserve to be uh, beaten by a bunch of bikers. Uh, you know, I, uh, protesting the protest, that's about as American as it gets. Uh, it's like a battle of ignorance at that point, you know what I mean? I didn't know bikers were so patriotic. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They totally are, yeah, because, you know, it's all about the, you know, the, the leather vest they wear, and you you got to wear the colors and all that bullshit. Yeah, they're very patriotic oh, wow. about all that stuff. Yeah, and it's, oh, you know what, at least people are out doing something. Yeah. I always <laughs> like when people approach just that they're, right. they're fucking not sitting home and looking at Facebook. Yeah, it's encouraging. So I'm like, whatever you want to do, whatever, at least you're walking and you're fucking, you you got some kind of cause. Yeah, you're not sitting there liking something that you don't have to actually support. Yeah. Yeah, Joey Chestnut is going to actually uh, be, a, 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 he's going to be a real man to beat this year. He's gone through a breakup. So he said he's, he's uh, eating with his emotions this year. Oh, really? Yeah, well. <laughs> to a greater extent. What chick wants to be with a guy to eat 25 hot dogs in fucking 17 <laughs> minutes? You know what I mean? Imagine, uh, uh, last time I ate a hot dog, you get those bad burps, too. Uh, yeah. He must have had them for a month. Uh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Like, that's my guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you want to be bragging. You know, I'm dating. I got a hot dog guy. I mean, that fucking asshole on ESPN. Oh, Christ. That should, yeah, that dips the, dips the bread in water. Joey Chesney. He sounds like a country singer to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I guarantee you Americans are going to feel bad for him because he went through a breakup. So it's like, all right, let me root for him. He lost his yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> the, guy eats, the guy's famous for eating 25 she hot dogs she probably, she probably gave him an ultimatum, too. You know, you can bet on it. Like, it's either me or the hot dogs. At some point, you're gonna have to make a choice. <laughs> Absolutely, because yeah. he has to train for that. So you know, <laughs> yeah. for the last month, they were like, "Look, we gotta go eat hot dogs." Yeah. I don't want to eat that shit again. Yeah. Can you please take me to a nice place? Look, I, I'm in training. Take me to Nathan's. I don't again. want a steak. What is a steak gonna do for me? Oh, all those competitive eaters, man. They, they they've got they've got a different gear that I don't understand. There's a woman who's telling an inconsistent story about a dog napping that she said happened. Police found inconsistencies in the story of a woman who claims her dog was stolen by tough muggers. She says that she was in the park and she's walking around and these two guys punched her in the stomach and stole her dog. Then they found the dog it's uh, in a pond dead. And I was like, it doesn't make any sense. There's video surveillance because it doesn't really make any sense. So, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what's the... What's what's her motivation to tell this ridiculous story and, and, and throw her dog into a public pond instead of just taking it to the, uh, you know, let them murder it at the animal shelter, you know? 
Well, she probably felt guilty about it. I mean, why is somebody going to punch a woman in the stomach to take their dog to kill it? <laughs> what did the dog do to these guys? Right, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, did that dog fucking get them, get them fired from their job? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Did they bite, bite him and get him rabies? And like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to kill that dog. Yeah, yeah, we're going to track know? him and kill him. No, it sounds like she didn't want to go in there. She felt bad. She's like, you know what? Let me just fucking throw him in the river. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just blame it on some guys punching me in the stomach. That's right. Everything has to be some, some stranger who came out of the bushes and did it, you know? Yeah. Two of them. And then they were like, well, she described him at first. And then she was like, then she didn't want to give a description. So uh, it's uh, it's all it's all shady. So she didn't want to give a description after she gave one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they came out of the bushes. Yeah. They came out of the bushes. Right. <laughs> she must have been ugly if they didn't want to rape her. <laughs> right. They like, took the dog instead. <laughs> she's so ugly. We just punched her. This time. Yeah. Took the dog. You know, we were thinking about raping and then we saw her up close. Like, you know what? Let's just fucking kill the dog. <laughs> I might only get a year in prison instead of 25 to life. I just wanted to kill a dog. <laughs> Rape lots of women already. Uh, we have a speaking of sexual assault, a suspected groper photographed on a downtown two train in Brooklyn. The 34 year old woman riding on a downtown two near the Borough Hall station in Brooklyn. The man sitting next to her reportedly rubbed her breast with his elbow. Well, there's nothing hotter than brushing against a girl's tit with your elbow. I've been getting elbow tit for years. <laughs> I used to get it off my sister when we'd drive down to Florida in the station wagon. Yeah. Yeah, your dad goes around a sharp turn, you get some fucking elbow tit. I don't yeah. care. She had a C cup at 14, like, I'm not going to get elbow tit. Elbow tit's been going on for a long time. Yeah, it's not is, a crime. Yeah. If you do it, in, you know, you just kind of like, oh, sorry, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're pushing through people. <laughs> it's just an elbow. It's not a hand. That's yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. You don't, there's not a lot of sensory information being taken in by that elbow skin. Yeah, you, yeah. You, no one's going to get a hard on because I got elbow tit. It's just something that you're like, ah, cool, I got elbow tit. I mean, you can't even think about that later in any kind of erotic way. No, not at all. You're not going to look at your elbow and go, oh, man, remember when I touched that tit? <laughs> So it's just, you know, you can't just... even sniff your elbow. It's impossible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> has that uh, has that ever happened to you? Part of, part of your body brushes against somebody else on the train. Write us at uh, Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail. Let us know about the sexual assault you've endured. Uh, it says here she was skeeved out, quote, skeeved out, got up and moved away from the train, used her cell phone to take a picture of the five foot ten. So this guy's picture is in the post of him, uh, an alleged sexual assault for elbow tit. Uh, do you think it's gone too far? Well, I mean, I, I could see it. If she, I could see her point, but it's it's elbow tit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I was a judge, I'm like, look, it was elbow. Let's just let bygones be bygones. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you suffered any ongoing emotional uh, trauma as a result of the elbow tit? Yeah, he's like, be glad you have tits, yeah. okay, that, is, uh, that elbow can actually rub against it. She must have had some considerable side boob. You know, I mean, if he caught her right on the nipple and did like a little circle or something, yeah, then, then maybe, that's wrong. Yeah. That's yeah, that that went too far. That's like putting a tip in. You know, what I mean, I didn't put the tip. Okay, but you put yeah, you start rubbing it. If you just brush by, it's like sorry, I was you know. Yeah, he was sitting next to her. You know, so I, mean, I guess I mean, it depends on how long the ride was. Was there any? If they were the only two people on the train, you know what I mean? He sits down right next to her. Yeah, that, to, yeah. You know, you assume it's a little more crowded than that on a downtown too. But maybe he didn't do it on purpose. Maybe he's reading a newspaper or something like that, and he fucking moves his arm and hits her in the tit, and she's like, oh, my God, he you know, assaulted me. Absolutely. Probably a New York Times reader. If he was reading a tabloid, this kind of shit wouldn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Benjamin Way, the Wall Street power broker, CEO of billion-dollar New York Global Group, ordered to pay $18 million for the sexual harassment of his 25-year-old Swedish underling. 
The jury found that the 43-year-old boss pressured Hannah Boving into having sex with him by renting her an apartment in Tribeca, taking her on trips, and showering her with expensive gifts. That's a lot of pressure, I guess. The pressure. Know. So she's saying it was pressure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, you're only going to accept an apartment, all these trips and everything else. And, you know, no, he's, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, you're expected no, he's, to give it up. Yeah, he's just, he's just doing that out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, he said he wanted some sort of a tangible sign of her love. And uh, she was uh, you know, willing to, like, pay lip service to all that stuff. But the fact that she had to actually give it up and then the sex was very brief. It was only a couple of minutes. And she felt used and degraded. Oh, so if he lasted an hour, she would have been okay with it. She wouldn't have reported him. <laughs> right, Because yeah. she didn't get off. She's got a fucking problem. Yeah, she's like, now it's going to be a problem. Look, yeah. when a guy's buying you an apartment and taking you on trips, he's probably not. He's probably a premature ejaculator. Yeah. He's like, I got to cover this shit up. It's like, <laughs> right. yeah, he came in two seconds, but at least I got a nice place. If you got a dick in any kind of game, you don't have to do that exactly. shit. Exactly. If you yeah. can fuck for an hour, yeah. you know, you could just say, look, man, I'll get you a hotel for the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever flown anybody in just for that stuff? No, I haven't flown anybody in. Okay. I don't want them, because if it doesn't work out, then you're stuck with them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. I've had <laughs> friends do that before. It's like, holy shit, I'm ready to call the cops. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah, you should have never gave her four days. I don't, maybe two, two at the most. Yeah. Four is a lot. Yeah, four is a lot. I've four. done it where I've gone two days, and I'm like, God, I can get out in one. I'm already looking at flights in case I have to. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I, had, I had one girl that I took her to the airport, right? And uh, left her there. I came back home. She calls me in two hours. She's like, I missed my flight. So oh. I, I, can I come back one more? I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did? Yeah, I let her come back. For but but you know night. she didn't miss her flight. No, she didn't miss her flight. She wanted to stay with you another night. She wanted to do one more night in New York. And I said, all right, why not? Uh, I got to the point where this girl was uh Stayed over in my in my hotel room, and she was annoying me so much. She got up at like six in the morning. Mm -hmm. First of all, she was all like, you know, hey, I go, look, if we're gonna come back to the room, I go, you know, are we gonna fuck? I go, I'm, I'm being honest. I go, that's what I want to do. I go, if you're not into it, that's fine. Cause she was grabbing me, which you know, grab, and I had no problem with. It. I didn't report her. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, yes, I will. I promise. And she was with some other couples the first night in town, whatever. So she goes back to my room. We're up to like four in the morning. Now all of a sudden, she doesn't want to do anything. I go, okay, fine. I'm going to sleep. No problem. Yeah. You know, yeah, you lied to me, but we're gonna let it yeah, go. We're gonna, absolutely, no problem. So two hours later, she, it's like six in the morning. She's up. She goes, "Okay, so what are we doing?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What are we doing? I'm I'm sleeping." Mm -hmm. She's like, "Well, I get up early, so what do you want to do? Come on, let's go do something." And I'm like, "No, we're not doing anything." And she's like, I, "I I just can't sit still." And then she's fucking trying to make coffee and fucking banging shit in the in the hotel. And I'm like, "Holy shit!" I call the front desk. I go, "Dude, I go, you got an you got another room?" I go, I, I can't fucking take this anymore. So I go, look, just go to the just other, I got another room, 103. Mm -hmm. So I put her in another room. I couldn't fucking deal with it. Wow, you yeah. got her another room. Because we're trying to get the couple back on, on the phone to pick her up. And she didn't know the number. Her phone was dead. Oh, they didn't Christ. know where, they had no idea where we were. So she couldn't get him on the phone. I'm like, you got, so now I'm stuck. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. It's like, my phone died. I forgot to bring my charger. What a shock. A chick <laughs> forgot her fucking charger. What a shock. So the only, it's you're at a hotel. You know, they a lot of times they'll have chargers of all descriptions that people leave in rooms, you know. So, like, uh, that's always a break. But it's, it's a terrifying situation, you know what I mean? Because it's not like maybe the couple doesn't like her all that much either. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. They, they pawned off on me. She just came in town that night. I'm like, what kind of friends do that? Yeah, right. You're you know stuck. what I mean? Yeah. You let them go home with the comic? Let's I, hope you were at least headlining that night, right? 
Uh, yeah. yeah, but then afterward, then they finally, like three hours later, she called my room. She's like, they're coming now. So I went downstairs and I talked to the couple and stuff and them. And I just said, look, man, you, you know, I need to get some sleep. I got a couple shows tonight. So she was fine with it, but uh, yeah. she was annoying as shit. It's important to make that trip downstairs. So you're sort of like, uh, not a rapist. Everything's fine. No, absolutely. There's cameras everywhere yeah. now. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, I do it every time. Yeah. My, you know what my thing was before? Like now, now, like even coming out of a hotel room, you could see if the girl's crying. There's cameras all over the place, so you don't mm-hmm. have to even. But what I used to do is I used to, if, if a girl wasn't staying, mm-hmm. just to confirm it, and, and Rich Voss is the same way. We had this whole thing. I'd go down there, I'd walk her outside to her car, whatever, a taxi, and I'd go to the front desk. I'd go, let me go to the front desk first, real quick. So I'd bring her over there, and I'd just go, hey, I need a wake up call for 6 a.m. to the guy behind the desk. She's like, no problem. And I start cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. I go, hey, I go, are you going to remember me? And he's like, what do you mean? I go, don't I look like Brad Pitt? And the guy's like, uh, no. I go, how about from this angle? I just turn around, show on the back of my head. Ha, 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 ha. The girl's laughing. He's laughing. I'm like, all right, she ain't fucking good. Now I got this guy as a witness. Yeah, she was laughing at a fucking goofy Brad Pitt joke. There's no way she got raped. Yeah. I walk her outside. All right, thanks, 6 o'clock. You know what? I don't need that wake-up call, actually. I just got a text that I, yeesh, whatever. Yeah, something, anything. So I got the confirmation, because you never know. Look, some girl that's going to come to your room for the first night and fuck you is, is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you don't know how she's going to react afterwards. Absolutely. You'd have no clue what she might do. You have no clue do. what yeah. she might do. She might have a boyfriend. She might have a, a, a husband. And all of a sudden she feels guilty. Or maybe the, the husband or the boyfriend finds out. And then she blames it. Well, he raped me. You know, all that shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid. But I like that Brad Pitt. See, touch. The, that is now, now, Mike, supposedly the, the whole Tyson rate with Desiree Washington or whatever. Supposedly, she told friends that if he would have just walked me downstairs and been a gentleman, I would have never pressed charges against him. Because he just said, get the fuck out of here, whore, cunt, all the shit. Get out of here, you fucking bitch. And just fucking treat her like she's an 18-year-old girl. You know what I mean? And he just fucking laid there. And made, and she didn't know where she was. It was like her first night because she was from out of town. It was the beauty pageant or some shit. So she's an 18-year-old girl going, where, where am I going now? Like, I don't even know how to get home. Do I call a cab? Who knows? She had money. So she said basically he treated her like shit. That's what she told friends. Yeah. That if you would have just been a gentleman about it. Here's what I was told is that, that like, rape is never a misunderstanding. It is impossible. Right. So if you think it's consensual, then that's not rape. Exactly. If she's trying to put, yeah, absolutely. And then also, it's going to get to the point where, you know, when you're with a girl for the first time and you don't know how far you can go, mm-hmm. but you're trying, yeah. it could have get to that point where he tried to put his hand down my pants. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> that's what you do. You're like, all right, let me see. Oh, this, maybe she's going to let me do this now. Oh, she's all right. She kind of shied away. All right, no problem. I'll go back to the tits. Go back to the tits. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you don't give up right away. But you don't give up. Yeah, but it, you get the sign. She's like, no, so no. Go back to the tits for a little while and yeah. then you reappear. She might move back a little, like, all right, she's not ready for that. No problem. I'll go back to the tits. Maybe I can, you know, so. You give it a third heartfelt try. If that doesn't work out, okay, that's yeah, Okay, that's all she wants to do tonight. That's fine. But you got, we don't know. <laughs> that's right. You hit second. You got to at least be I in third. I want to be that first guy to go, like, I'd be on a date and some girl grab my dick and I, I call the police and go, look. I, I, I really like this girl. I don't want her to grab my dick the first night because I'm going to have no respect for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't, I didn't tell her she could do it. Yeah, and now my now I'm sitting your old dick grabbed. You know, how do you think that feels to be yeah. telling you guys? Yeah, it's I mean, humiliating. I, I just I met her in a bar. I gave her a little elbow tit. Next thing I know, she took the, <laughs> the wrong way and, I, and she grabbed my dick. Now it's going to move towards all consent, like verbal consent. Like, can I put my hand down your pants? Can I, you know? And that's going to ruin sex. Right? How far can we go? And Let's... that's the idea. I think of, of uh, I, I think that. <laughs> 
people get so mad at me when I talk about there being some kind of a, a, an agenda or something like that. But somebody, you have to see the results of this and go, like, I'm, maybe I take shit personally. But I think when stuff happens and you can see a result, you go, well, that's probably the reason they did it. So if that's ruining sex, then you go, okay, they want to ruin sex. Or they want to make it a, a power dynamic that's so fucking unappealing to men right. that we just go, fuck it. I'll jerk off. Yeah. No, it's true. It's getting to the point. You know, supposedly, allegedly, like Michael Jordan and even um, Shaq, you know, have their assistant. And when they pick up a girl, they just go in another. They have two hotel rooms. And she goes in there with the assistant goes, hey, look, you know what you're going in that room for. Sign here. You you know, willingly going in there. You guys are going to have sex. And they make them sign something before so they can't pull any shit. Because when Kobe got busted with the whole rape thing. You know, in the hotel or whatever years ago, he uh-huh. he ratted Shaq out when he was talking to the cops. He goes, "I should have been like Shaq. Shaq gets permission before he makes him sign shit. He has assistant <laughs> sign, and then they go in their room. That's what I should have done. And then like Shaq was married at the time and shit like that. And uh, that was supposedly a wedge between those two because they were playing on the same team at the time. Oh my God, that's gonna. But he didn't know. He's just probably riffing like, "Fuck, I should have been like Shaq." And they're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> but you know, I I could see where those guys are coming from because someone that's gonna fuck a Michael Jordan or something like that's gonna go. It could be some crazy bimbo and go holy shit I'm, I got the jackpot here hopefully I'll have his baby I mean all this stuff got a couple of bucks you know I mean you get some sort of settlement for cheaper than they can go to trial with absolutely it. and they Plus, don't want it out there no you know and if you're Shaq you know for Christ's sake I mean like I, you, that guy could have sex with any human being a lot wouldn't you say he's huge yeah you know so it's like he's like of course you're gonna think like well I mean if, if he's on if, if you know, he raped anybody you go, yeah probably Right. Why would he? Why would he take no for an answer? You know, because <laughs> he's gentle. I've seen him play the game. And you know these. Uh, do you? You go back to New York for a long time, right? You've been here a yeah. long time. Uh, you were you born in the area? I was born in Brooklyn, but lived in Jersey pretty much my whole life. But. Okay. And uh, in Brooklyn, uh, like uh, like Park Slope or uh, I don't know, Flatbush, one, of, or one right? of those hospitals. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Well, uh, I was I lived in Brooklyn until I was like five, and then moved to Jersey. Oh, okay. So you remember the squeegee guys, though? Oh yeah. And that was irritating. I hear. I, I wasn't here for it. Oh yeah, they were brutal. Yeah. They'd attack you like you were in a fucking safari, a great adventure. Oh, okay. So yeah, any traffic light, they'd run out and they'd just start, you know, with the shitty fucking whatever they had in that little Windex bottle wasn't yeah. wasn't Windex. Yeah, urine or something. Yeah, I, I I forget. I used to have jokes about that, like when I first started about maybe urine in there or something like that. But yeah, and they would wipe the windows down and they'd just stand there and like, all right, give me some money and fucking stare you down. And what if you didn't give them money? I always thought like they were getting mad, like you would get intimidated, like oh shit, man, this guy. I might break my window because you'd roll down the window and go, no, I don't need it, man. I'm good. I'm good. And they would make it worse. They had this nasty fucking rag. And then uh, uh, they were just intimidating people. Like, oh, let me just give them a couple bucks to get away from the car. The family coming in from Jersey with three kids in the back. This, here, just give them $10. Get them away. Yeah, yeah. Any, and Giuliani actually is the one who cut that, who cracked down, down on that. Right, to start arresting them. Yeah. Yeah, they're breaking the law. Arrest them. It's a, and, there, and there was sort of a, the broken windows kind of policing and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, and he cleaned up the city. Now there's uh, the new uh, the new squeegee guys, according to the Post, and there's not a greater uh, bastion of journalism, uh, journalistic uh, excellence to me than the New York Post. Uh, Asian beggars posing as Buddhist monks uh, who uh, don the orange robe of the holy man. They adopt serene expressions. They give unsuspecting tourists a brief feeling of peace. And they give you a cheap plastic bracelet, then they want the money. Uh, which, uh, I, it doesn't sound quite as intimidating as the 
the squeegee guys. I can't imagine being that intimidated by a, by a guy who seemed like a Buddhist monk two seconds ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole rap is they don't get angry at anything. Yeah. They're peaceful, so you just go, you know what, thanks for the bracelet, but I'm out of here. Yeah, now you're being kind of a jerk. You're being a jerk monk. Yeah, it was like those so guys. they so they hang out in the park and just beg, and they're really not. They're like these. Yeah, they're high on the high line. Like they they're they're people with no possessions who pose as men who have renounced all possessions. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, yeah. What do you need the money for? Yeah. What's the difference, really? You know, I mean, like if they're beggars or if they're fucking beggars who are monks, you know, uh, who gives a shit? Right. You know, I think they're the same. I just give them, like, give them the money, give them what they want. You know, I mean, the fucking they might as well. Who cares if they're Buddhist? And then they take the money and then they go back to flushing, and uh, you know, they have a little party. They they, they drink alcohol. And shit like that. That sounds <laughs> like a good scam. That's like a pretty good scam. I might right? fucking, I might do that. I was thinking that's that we should do that. Me and the news horror there, Mandy Stabner, like go and like just dress up as monks and uh, and see if we can get you know some of these women. Usually it's women between the ages of thirty and fifty five. I think they're the ones who must. I I've seen like monks on a subway before, you know, and they're wearing their robes and shit. And then there's these like a woman, man. I swear to God, she had that sour fucking like ultra like hardcore hateful like lesbian wannabe you know what i mean like she wishes she was a lesbian so that she wouldn't have to deal with men at all and uh just like a fucking dire person and then like these monks came on the train and she just softened up so much and she starts talking to them and using like fucking you know speaking sanskrit or whatever uh yeah well that's you know yeah that's the perfect age 30 to 55 mm -hmm. You know, women are confused, and they, they want some peace in their life. They made a lot of bad choices. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? They're just trying to find, like, this bottle of wine I drink every night is not doing it. Maybe I could talk to a monk. You know, they realize right. that Range Rover that they fucking begged the husband for isn't, didn't bring them happiness either. Uh -uh. So it's all material, bu material bullshit, and their fucking Louis Vuitton bag didn't put a smile on their face for like five minutes. Uh -uh. They went to the barbecue. Look at my Louis Vuitton bag. Wow, that's, oh, wow, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That's the only respect. That, and two minutes later, everyone was talking about everything else. Like, wow, that was pretty fucking fleeting. The, is that all there is, crowd? Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that what do you mean? We're supposed to be talking about it for the next month. Yeah. I, no, nobody really gives a shit about your bag. Then the other woman comes in. Yeah, I got this on Canal Street for eight bucks. Oh my god, that looks amazing. I gotta go there. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is a real bag. But nobody gives a shit. Uh -uh. Nobody cares. They don't care. And you fucked up. And if they're single, it's even worse. You know what I mean? Because then they're like, well, if I get, there's nothing they think, well, they, did they want to have kids? They don't even know if they want to have kids. Because if they admitted that they wanted to have kids, they would admit that they were not doing something they wanted to do. And then they have to be nice to somebody in order to meet them and make them want to fuck them to have kids. Yeah. It's like just a, there's a lot of fucking logic that they don't want to happen. No, absolutely. So I always say when you meet a girl, whatever she tells you that she wants, like if you go, hey, I'm, I'm just looking for like a casual relationship. I'm not looking for anything serious right mm -hmm. now. I'm not really looking to get married right away or get have kids, you know, maybe down the road. Oh, me too. I'm not looking for a relationship. Oh, I'm busy. I don't want to get married to have kids either. That, yeah. They're a hundred percent lying. <laughs> whatever they say, they're not, whatever they put up, that means the complete opposite. Because mm -hmm. six months, four months in, you know, I don't know where this relationship's going. It, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> going. We're, we're going to the fucking bar in about an hour. That's where it's going. Yeah. yeah, but I told you in the beginning. Yeah, but I know, but I, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. All right. The, the, well. Somehow, uh, it's it's funny how that works, man. There's like a there's a there's like a there's a language barrier. You know what I mean? Like we both we're, we're raised speaking English, 
and yet the words <laughs> they have this completely different I know. meaning. Yeah, you have a completely different meaning, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they go and badmouth you to friends. Yeah, well, he was just wasting my time. You know, I want to get married, have kids. You know, and I told him that in the beginning, and he just kind of just, yeah. you know, for the last four months did this, and so I was like, oh, I, I got to get rid of him. He really led me on. He led me on. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I, I just don't know uh, if I can. And, and and here's the thing too. There's two kinds of truth. That's what I found out. There's uh, there's truth, truth, which is what we, you know, we think of as truth, truth, like logical truth you know and then there's the emotional truth which is just fucking totally subjective and and whatever you want it to mean you know like she's uh, she might be really pissed off about um fucking you know some shit that you did in the room or whatever but the emotional truth is that she's fucking angry that uh, about some other thing that's a larger problem you know the emotional truth and the logical absolutely is and 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 like you have to be able to be fluent in both of those it's really a fucking bitch. Or they'll get they'll get these give you this like you know I'm further along and my feelings are further along in this relationship than yours and they get mad. I'm like all right I don't you know jogging place. Sorry I don't know you know I don't know maybe I'll catch up one day. I didn't right now. I need a fucking break. I pulled a muscle. I fucking I'm sitting this one out. You can keep running. I'm only up to 15 hot. Dogs. Yeah, just say I don't know you know okay I don't know where you are but I'm if I'm not at that place you can't be mad at me. Yeah. No, and they can though, and they will. No, absolutely. Yeah, they, it's anger is the funniest thing, man, because it comes from being hurt, and then the last thing you want to admit when you're angry is that you're hurt. Right. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And then you wind up, and then you, here's what always happens: you have to hug somebody when you don't want to. That's the hardest thing in a relationship. Mm. You have to, otherwise, fucking, you, you wind up in your forties, divorced a couple of times. <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. Hey. uh... A lighter topic, Police Commissioner Bill Bratton said earlier this month in an interview with The Guardian that the reason the NYPD doesn't have more blacks is because of that population having a criminal record so often. Uh, New York City is 23% black. African Americans compose 16% of the NYPD. We have a significant population gap among African American males because so many of them have spent time in jail, and as such, we can't hire them. You know, some, sometimes there's something that is like, it's it's not racist, but it just sounds racist. And that's just a fact, but it sounds like it's racist somehow. Yeah. To say like, oh, they're all, they've all been to jail, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, that is something like he says, ah, yeah, I can't really say that, but I just got to, you know. But he actually came out and said that, and did he get flack for that, I'm sure? No, not at all. I no. Mean, no, I mean, uh, well, the Huffington Post said his comments come during a tense time. Communities nationwide are calling for more officers of color to be hired in hopes that the high number of police killings will subside. But I don't know if that's going to do it. I mean, I don't know. Three of those Baltimore cops were black. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And two, like one and was the, Spanish too, right, or something I like that. I think it was like you know, it's so funny that you go there with it because I looked at that today. Two of them were black, three white, and one uh, was, I guess, Spanish. Spanish. Okay, right. His name was Caesar Goodson, and he's not white. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's, but you know, when you're a cop, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, because when you're a cop, you're white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I think that's never going to go the other way. Uh, he's had a really hard time recruiting, Bratton has. You know, Kelly had, Ray Kelly, who was, you know, he was no like hero to the black community or anything. He has like, uh, like way higher numbers, like, you know, 4% higher uh, in terms of hiring, uh, having blacks, uh, you know, who graduate and become, and become cops. Right. Which is stunning, you know? And I don't know why. Why do blacks, uh, are, are, I mean, like they're, they're recruiting in, in, uh, Brooklyn and Queens. I mean, what, do we have to fire a bunch of white cops? <laughs> Doesn't I mean, seem like a good solution. I think maybe black people are just like it's not, 
it's not cool to be a cop. Like yeah. everybody's anti-cop these days because of the shit that's going on. So like, fuck that. I'm not going to be a cop. I, I hate cops. So why would I, I don't want people to hate me. My community especially yeah. is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Why are you joining that, man? So you're just going to, you know, shoot us for no reason. Yeah. What's you know, the big so. idea? You sell out. You know, uh, and, 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 you know, a lot of cops are like uh, borderline criminals anyway. Whites, blacks, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? There's so many of them. And I don't, I don't say that like it's a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> it's just, right. Like it's just, a, you know, you, you, you see, I guess there's a lot of cops. And, and of course, there's going to be some who go to jail for one reason or another. It happens, you know. But uh, like this, this there was a woman here uh, who she's got uh, Little Miss Danger on her on her motorcycle helmet. We're gonna talk about her on the next episode, actually. But very funny, man. She keeps getting busted uh, for drugs. She's got like a spoon in her on, on her, you know, and, really? and drug residue and pills. She's not. And she hasn't to. got fired. Yeah, they just keep suspended. They move her. You know, there was another fireman who who uh, got arrested a few months ago for uh, a child molestation. Two kids. Right? Did it on September twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> September 12th. Right. I mean, just September 11th, I always think of. And he was in L.A., which is another thing, which means he was in L.A. over the September 11th celebration or observance, I guess it is. Right. Not a celebration. And, uh, I mean, for some people, I guess it's a celebration, right? Yeah. There's those Americans. Uh, there's a lot of them near in my community. Uh, and they're allowed to celebrate anything they like. But this uh, guy is now making so much overtime. He makes more than a captain. They just like moved him to a different place where he, you know, he's making a couple of grand of overtime, and he's uh, about to. Uh, he's uh, you know he's facing sex crime charges. It's it's, it's insane. It's almost like the Catholic uh, religion moving the priest as soon as some shit was going down. Moving move to a different parish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just send him away. That's what they did with my priest. Yeah. When I did when I'm molesting a bunch of the kids, <laughs> and they just sent him off. Yeah. And they're like, where's where's father or whatever his name is? I don't know. We don't hear from him anymore. They transferred him. That's what that was. Just get out. Hey, get out of town. Go to South Jersey instead of fucking North Jersey. Oh Nobody God. would know. You got a clean slate. Oh yeah. That's what they, they're famous for that. Just yeah, get them out yeah. when the pressure, when the, pre, the fucking people turning the heat up. And parents are complaining. Hey, you know, that wasn't really a camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, both our sons. Yeah, you couldn't just one of them. It's, that was the thing. Like when you were a kid, it's like your parents go just hang around the priest because they're gonna teach you, you know, morals and stuff, and almost like a big brother thing. So that was always like the parents. Oh, oh yeah, push them off, and the priest wants to take them to a baseball game, camping or whatever, take them away for the weekend. Let them. Because they need to be around some, you know, positive, and then all of a sudden they come back and they're fucking, uh, yeah. they're walking funny. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I got, I got taught a lesson about staying alert. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, the Gay Pride uh, Festival was uh, was bigger this year than usual. You know, it was uh, the uh, what was Supreme Court decision and everything. I think it was. Didn't you find it to be a little gayer than gay? Yeah, and uh, it was like they, uh, and, and uh, gay marriage. Uh, most people these days are, are for it. I don't know how you feel. I've had never, never a problem with gay marriage. Let them get, let let them, let them join the misery. I know it's like an easy topic, but let them. You when you got a fucking when when shit goes down, and all of a sudden that person that you trusted and then thought you're gonna spend the rest of your life with fucks you over, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden just it becomes your worst enemy. You guys want to go through it? That's fine. Yeah, you had a good. You had it good. Why you wanted you, to fuck that up. Yeah, why should you be exempt? I wanted to talk to the gay community and just tell them, look, this is this is what's going to happen. Instead of looking at it as being illegal, they should have looked at it as a, as, as a marriage exemption. Exactly. I remember um, Andrew Dice Clay came to my wedding a few years ago. He goes, dude, he goes, I see you're happy. He goes, I'm really happy for you. 
He goes, I like everything about this day. He goes, but just know one day she is going to hate your guts. <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin your day. Just know one day she's going to hate your guts. That takes a certain personality to walk up to you and say that on your wedding day. <laughs> well, he also, he also, when he, he goes, he goes, come here. He goes, look, here, take this. It was a wad of cash. Mm. He goes, stick it in your pocket. I go, okay, thanks. Like, what is this for? She goes, he goes, look, I see all your friends. These people around here, they're a bunch of creeps. I don't like them. I don't know where they're from. I don't know why you hang out with people. He goes, and I'm not leaving this in a card because somebody's going to steal it. So stick it in your pocket because I don't trust anybody here. Look at these people. Put it in your pocket now. I'm like, thanks. (laughs) He really knows how to express a sentiment, doesn't he? I can't put it in a card because there's not a card that says this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, he probably just didn't get a card. So he's like, all right, let me just fucking give him a lot of cash. I'll just tell him I don't trust his fucking dirtbag. Yeah, friend. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dice Clay came to your fucking wedding. What what, what do you do these days? It's besides stand up. You have like a one man show. Um, I was doing that a while ago. No, that was a different. That was a different show. I was a doing. different show. Yeah. No, I did, did a stand up. Yeah. I remember when you were formulating that. And, yeah. And I loved it. I loved everything that I saw. I saw you one night at Caroline's going through that shit, and I was like, eh, this is fucking different, you know? Yeah, but it, I, I noticed it wasn't working in comedy clubs, so I had to bring it to, like, little spots. Right. Little theater spots, because I'd get the fucking bachelorette party that came in because I got free tickets. <laughs> and I'm talking about the death of my ex-girlfriend. Oh, my God. How she took her own life. Like, what is this? I heard, well, what? well we came in for laughs. I can hear him in the back of the room. Like, you gotta wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, there's a fucking, you know, there's a serious moment. God forbid. Yeah. Sorry with your fucking dick nose and your, you know... <laughs> You fucking penis straws. Now you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. want to fucking, you know. <laughs> they want you to make fun of them for having their little penis. Yeah, that or, yeah, just no attention. And then also, you know, they want the, the romantic comedy. Like, okay, there'll, there'll be a little breakup, so just to, but I need some, I need something, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, sooner, the, the yeah. three minute, the three minute sad thing and, and the romantic comedy, and then they get back together. That's about the, all they could take. There was one just like two weeks ago in this club I was doing, there was 17 of them. Whoa. And and they were chatting the whole time, fucking every after every joke. By the time I got on the stage, they they calmed that they had like two bouncers standing right next to the seventeen of them. I'm like, look, just calm down. These are just jokes. I go, cause we don't want to ruin the show. Everybody's fucking pissed off at you guys to begin with. I go, do you realize? They go, nobody else is talking except for you guys. Mm. You realize that everybody else is just sitting there and just if they like the joke, they laugh. If they don't, they don't. You understand that. Mm-hmm. I go, you're the same people are going to be at the movie tomorrow with some kids talking behind you and being pissed off. Well, yeah. that's what you're doing right now. I know you've had some drinks and you guys, you guys aren't professionals and not used to going out, but just fucking relax. So I give him that whole speech. I don't give a shit. I go right at him and just fucking nip it in the bud. And then all of a sudden the check comes because in the comedy clubs, they, they drop the check. If a headliner's doing 45 minutes, they drop it at 25 minutes for some reason, which I never understood. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, the crowd's completely not, nobody's looking at the stage. They're all going, how much do I owe? What do I, no, I'll get it. No, you got it last time. Come on, let me just get it. Yeah. So so now those 17 women get the check. And I just looked over, and there's a whole commotion. I go, that is going to go on. I go, I got 20 more minutes. That will still be going on when I walk off the stage, guaranteed. And probably somebody's going to be crying. I go, watch. So I'm like, 15 minutes? I'm looking at my watch. I go, 15 minutes, look, and everybody's mm-hmm. fucking dying. So I I go, 17 minutes. I go, good night, everybody. I go, look, look. And they're still fucking going back and forth. And then they told me, the, the uh, hostess come out. She goes, the, the head woman, the, the woman was getting married, was in te- burst into tears and was crying. I go, I, I called it. Yeah, it's like... 
<laughs> she was crying. She was crying. Yeah, she crying. yeah. She said after the show, she goes, she came over to crying because they they didn't they, you know the drinks are too expensive. Oh, for Christ's sake. That's a good, that's fucking, that, that, if you've got 17 friends, don't go to any place where you got to be quiet. You know what I mean? Go exactly. Go, and yeah, and just be as loud as possible. No problem. But don't come to a comedy club. Especially not if it's not fun, the, the guy that you are there. To, you know what I mean? Like, I assume they weren't like, oh, for Christ's sake. You know, we were going to do this bachelor party, bachelor party last week. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to hold this until Jim Florentine's in town. Because he is the fucking bachelorette party comic. Right, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they didn't know who the fuck I was. They didn't give a shit. They didn't know anyone on the show, of no, course. Of course, yeah. They just, they just, whatever's going on, we're going to go run the fucking show. Yeah, uh, we'll hit a comedy club first, and then we'll go for drinks. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, you know, they started 17 at the comedy club, but within an hour and a half, showed it down to nine. Uh, and you know what I mean? And nine already left, and this one, they don't know where this one is. And it's enough to turn you gay. They lost a phone. I know. Yeah. Gay marriage, now we're going to have to have to deal with even more bachelorette parties. You know what I mean? Lesbian bachelorette parties. How, how fun is that? I be? like the lesbians. I love the lesbians in the crowd. They Do got a really? great sense of humor. Absolutely. That's because they're not getting married yet. <laughs> That's true, and, and you know what? And, and most of them hate women. So if I'm doing anti-women jokes, they fuck. They're right on. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, nothing against lesbians. I didn't mean for it to sound that way. But I will say this: uh, the the gays are uppity in New York City <laughs> because of this marriage thing. They were like, uh, uh, they're, they're just a. Uh, we get it, you know. Uh, and 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 congratulations to you if you if you intend to be uh, gay married out there. I hope you uh, hope you have a wonderful day, a wondrous marriage, and a beautiful life. But an anti-gay Hasidic Jewish group hired Mexican day laborers to protest the gay pride parade. Uh, so uh, they, uh, they, I don't know what they paid these guys, um, but they uh, went out to uh, show their, their opposition to, uh, to gay marriage. Uh, but they didn't want to send out the students that they usually send out. Um, the rabbis said the yeshiva boys couldn't come out for this because uh, they would see, because uh, of what they would see at the parade. So um, they, they hired Mexicans. That's a great idea because I use them all the time. There's a 7-Eleven by my house. They're up to 15 bucks an hour, which pisses me off. But they used to be like 10 bucks, so you can get them for 50 bucks for the day. Yeah. And then when I work, I, I, I needed one um, like a couple months ago. I, look, I need three to rake some leaves. Next thing I know, there was like nine trying to tr fucking climb in my car. I'm like, well, I only need three. You know, tr trying to get my kid's baby uh, fucking uh, back his car seat. One was going, trying to sit in there. I'm like, I only need three. I only need three. <laughs> and then it's an uncomfortable ride for 20 minutes where there's just silence in the car. Because yeah. they don't speak English. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I just go, yeah, do this. But th that's a great idea to, to bring Mexico. Because we probably got them for 50 bucks. So I will give you 50 bucks for four or five hours, mm -hmm. go to and just stand there and protest. Just stand there. And they were dressed like Jews, too. They even had costume. Oh, really? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. Jewish stuff. They'll wear a costume. <laughs> my, my brother wanted to get, my brother was having his birthday party for his seven-year-old son. He wanted to hire SpongeBob uh -huh. in a costume. So he, went, he wanted to get a Mexican. To, he goes, oh, I've got the SpongeBob thing instead of renting one from a real place for like 200 bucks. Yeah. He goes, i got a Mexican for 50. I'll buy the SpongeBob costume at a costume store. And his wife's like, we don't, he's going to be around children. We don't know. <laughs> She's like, oh, what if he touches? is one of these kids you can't get with some guy at a fucking 7-Eleven the dress he's like why not they'll no, do anything you're much better off with them because like if you get somebody who is doing that professionally that means they chose to do that they knew they were going to be around kids all the time that guy just thought he was going to be raking leaves right laying bricks or something now he's, he's going oh I get it this will be easy yeah this is, exactly he's like oh just, just hang out in the costume and take pictures yeah <laughs> he's going to be <laughs> hey are you going to be around again because I can do this that's a good it's a great I mean, the same with the protest I'm sure except it wasn't so 
easy because they were penned in and then they started throwing water bottles at them and shit but people who were not uh you know um uh, well, you know, down. Obviously, they're outnumbered. You know, it's the right. Day Pride Parade, and uh, it's New York City. Uh, everybody's, uh, everybody say, yeah, you know, do what you want. Well, not these guys. They had signs that said things like, uh, "Judaism prohibits homosexuality." Well, that's kind of it's a big so what, you know? Like, well, we're not Jewish, right? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, and even if you are, you know, you have your own interpretation of that. Like, like you know, Judaism is like a funny religion because uh, I think the Jews are 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 brilliant. They're the they figured out how they can be Jews and atheists at the same time. That's that takes a lot. That's true. <laughs> but and, and uh, seriously, is, is one of the gay guys going to go? What? Oh, so Judaism doesn't support homosexuality? All right. <sighs> Let me break up my boyfriend right here. Sorry. I, I can't suck your cock in an hour. I really wanted to because I'm offending this guy. But the Satmars are against it. And I can't do it. And uh, I think here's why they were, I think they were winging water bottles, bottles at him is their hacky signs. God created them, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's just. Come on. That's like an old Polish joke for a comic. <laughs> it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Not, yeah. Adam. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> I don't know one gay guy named Steve. <laughs> Every gay, yeah. A lot of them named Adam, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of Steve guys work on work in fucking construction. They're not gay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pick a different name. It's a real uh, yeah. Something else that rhymes with Eve. Cleave. Cleave. Yeah. I know a couple of guys <laughs> named Cleave. It's not Adam and Cleave. Uh, it's an evergreen. The uh, they were kept behind a barricade. They were wearing a Jewish prayer garment called the tzitzit. And uh, they knew there was going to be a lot of confrontation. Uh, this is what Mr. Freed says. Mr. Freed is, uh, he, he's with the group. He's with this uh, Jewish political action commu- uh, committee, uh, JPAC. They usually use Jewish students, but this year they used Mexicans. It's, it's once you think, it's, I don't know if it's, do you, you stand by that? If you, if you want to protest something, you just send some Mexicans in your stead? I mean, how strongly do you believe in something if you won't stand uh, in the parade? Yeah, well, they were, they were. Um, uh, yeah, they didn't want to be there. We're like, all right, you know, if they get beat up, fuck it. It's just a fifty dollar loss. <laughs> We're not insuring them or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, who are they gonna go tell? Yeah, yeah. And 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 the Mexican guys, they don't give it. They're, they're not like anti-gay or anything. They're just like there. So, I mean, yeah, they didn't even know. A, that's a funny position. Yeah, they. <laughs> Like what? Are, what are we doing here? Yeah, they're like, all right, what? Yeah. Why is everybody so mad at us? Oh, really? I don't have a rake in my hand. <laughs> I'm not chopping wood. All right, whatever. Okay. We are getting paid for this. Okay, trust me, I know the guy, Mr. Freed. Uh, we have one more story here: robbery in Howitt's Cove, the most beautiful neighborhood in the world. Modern Sinar, uh, Babel, a wheelchair-bound robber, knocked over a Santander Bank branch on Broadway. A real can-do cripple. Doing crime and getting away scot-free. He got away. He so he, he, he rolled in around 2 p.m. on Broadway and then rolled out $1,212 richer. Uh, he was in his 20s wearing jeans, a gray hoodie, and in a wheelchair. Passed a note, displayed no weapon other than the massive guilt he projects on everyone around him. And uh, she handed over the money and he made off uh, west on Broadway. If you go there now, you might still be able to catch him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, really, even if it was like 20 minutes yeah. later, the cops go, all right, let's see, 20 minutes in a wheelchair. He's, you know, he couldn't have gone more than six blocks. I'll finish my sandwich and then I'll, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> exactly. And then that's good that they actually said his description of his clothes. So like, all right, he's going to obviously have the same pants yeah. on because how's he going to be able to change him if he's in a wheelchair? I wish I knew how cripple he was. You know what I mean? I just wish I knew more about the guy. He, it's, I kind of admire him in a way. I want to know how he, how he reached the counter with his note. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sitting in his chair. He may just say, can you come around here for a second? I, like, what, around there? Yeah, I just, I just got to hand you something. It kind of makes you think twice about all those handicapped, uh, you know, ramps and stuff that they make everything so accessible. <laughs> I, you know, I know, you know, maybe. maybe. <laughs> that gave him a nice running start or yeah, rolling start yeah. <laughs> when he came out. Get a good but at that space. point, like if he's that low at a counter, couldn't they just duck behind a counter and go, fuck you, I'm not giving you anything? But that not that, that's probably, uh, they could sue him under some federal law or something. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> you, know. you weren't properly intimidated by this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't feel bad for him. That's an important you, tool of, of bank robbing, and you took that from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he's still on the loose. Hey, uh, where are you, uh, where, you know, I mean, is there, what, what should we talk about uh, to, uh, to, like, I, I, both of my listeners want to know where they can see you, you know? Well, it depends where they're from. Yeah. Where are you guys from? Uh, like, <laughs> where are they from? Are you, are you, uh, I guess, you know, mostly Australia, actually. I love, yeah, yeah well, I'm, I won't be in Australia. Mm, I yeah. do, the Australian people are great with, they love, uh, listen to angry Americans. Oh, man. I, I, there was an Australian girl you know, I, I met a few days ago, a couple of weeks ago. She couldn't believe how bad it's gotten here. She said that the women are running shit. She says, what the fuck? You guys got to tighten up. <laughs> well, that's why you get like a fucking Mel Gibson and uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the other actor from Australia? Mm. One that caused all the problems too. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. Throwing phones and just fucking be, you know, because that's, that's how they are over there. You know, the... the, the they're still manly men over there. Yeah, yeah. And the women are like, all right, well, he's just a fucking guy. He'll throw a phone every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, like, yeah, he gets angry. And, and then they're know. like, good die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Working he's still, on that. Yeah. But uh, God forbid, you know, but God forbid you're a guy here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't get, you can't do it anymore. I'm looking for a guy. I just want a guy, you know, a man. Yeah, it's a regular guy. Who, wait, 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 your elbow. What's with the fucking elbow? <laughs> <laughs> a police. Uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, we'll post everything. Thanks for coming, Jim. Absolutely, man. It was good seeing you. Jim Florentine.